بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Assalamu alaikum Welcome to the Zaytuna College Ramadan podcast During this blessed month we invite you to join the faculty staff and guests of Zaytuna College as they reflect upon timeless reminders from the Quran and the Islamic tradition Today's episode is by Imam Daoud Yassin, who is Director of Student Life and Experiential Learning at Zaytuna College, and mentioned when your Lord said to the angels, Indeed, I will make upon the earth a successive steward, Khalifa. The Quran, chapter 2, verse 30. Who are these successive stewards, and how does God address them? In this episode, Imam Daoud examines the Quranic injunction of stewardship and upon whom it falls. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Peace and blessings. Ramadan Mubarak to everyone who's listening. Who are God's stewards? Let's take it from the word which is found uh, in the Quran, Khalifa. The word appears uh, nine times in the Quran. Two times it is in the singular form and seven times it's in the plural form. The plural form has two derivations as well, and we'll speak about that in a moment. But let's look at this right now. In the Qur'an, man occupies a special position in creation. He is, if we could call it, a vicegerent on earth, and uh, you know, vicegerent, a person exercising delegated power on behalf of a sovereign ruler. That's the kind of encyclopedia definition of it. But we get an idea of what is being conveyed here. The word khalifa, Vicegerent is derived from the verb khalafa, which is a trilateral root, which means succeeded or followed. In this respect, the khalifa is the person who succeeds another. This explains why the head of state was given this title. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, may God be pleased with him, succeeded the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, after his death. And he was called Khalifa to Rasulillah. Then the second part of the title was dropped and then the term Khalifa remained. This term remained alone, giving the same meaning. So the first time that we find the word Khalifa in Qur'an is in Surah Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Qur'an, verse 30, where Allah says to the angels, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً قَالُوا أَتَجَعَلُوا فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُوا فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءُ وَنَحْنُ نُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنُقَدِّسُ لَكَ قَالَ إِنِّي أَعْلَمُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ And here, the translation we read, that when the Lord said to the angels, I'm about to place a vicegerent in the earth, they said, Wilt thou place therein one who will do harm therein and shed blood, while we hymn thy praises and sanctify thee? He said, Surely I know what you know not. So the idea of vicegerent, if we look at the first uh, definition from an Arabic text, which is uh, a text which is called Al-Ain, or the source, um, which was written in 170 years after the Hijra, which is about 786 of the contemporary era, or the common era, Al-Khalil, uh, Ahmed Al-Farahidi, he says that, is, that the definition of this Khalifa is someone who succeeds someone else in his or her place. And what he meant by that is that in regard to this verse here, what he means is that God placed Adam and his progeny on earth as successor to the jinn kind. Okay, so now we have this idea of it being a successor 
or one who follows. And that is consistent with most of the early commentary with regard to, to the use of the word. About uh, 160 years later, we find a different iteration of this, and that's where we get this concept of vicegerency. And this definition really occurs for the first time with Imam Tabari's tafsir in 310 Hijri, which is 923 of the Common Era. So it's about 160 years between them in terms of their death. But the understanding of this time now is where it moves towards this idea of the Islamic caliphate and head of state uh, being merged. So the second use is found in Surat al-Sad, which is the 38th chapter of the Qur'an in the 36th verse, where Allah says, Ya Dawood, inna ja'alnaka khalifa fil ard, fahkum bayna nasi bil haq, wa la al-hawa, fuyudillaka an sabilillah. Here we find that God is speaking to David, Prophet David, he says that we did indeed make you a vicegerent on earth. So judge between mankind with truth and justice and do not follow the lusts of your heart for the following of the lusts will mislead thee from the path of Almighty God. So again, now David, it says, is sent to succeed the prophets upon them be peace who preceded him. So this remains consistent in the meaning. Now, this is interesting because we have a switch now that the third usage, if you will, of this word khalifa is found in the Umayyad rulers and their supporters. And some of them suggest that khalifatullah, meaning that God's deputy, was used to imply that their appointment was sanctioned directly by God. Okay, And then we have the fourth iteration, which is a modern usage currently associated with ecological environmental preservation being translated as steward of the earth, therefore adding some form, a new form of expression. It's interesting when I read the Qur'an, obviously Ramadan, the month of Qur'an, and we want to kind of spend our time working in this area, but I think what happens at times is that I personally can almost project things onto the text that I want to be there. So I want this idea of environmental stewardship and ecology to be the, the meaning of Khalifa. But if you really stay true to the text, you're going to be challenged with that. And what I've come to find out is that it's one of the meanings, but not the meaning. And we have to be careful of that. So then I started to think about this in the context of like, okay, let's set up the foundational realities of this word Khalifa through these verses. So then we have Khalifa. I just spoke, spoke of the, those two. Now we have another uh, meaning, which is Khulafa. So Khalifa is the singular. Khulafa and Khalaif are two plurals that are used. But Khulafa is normally only used with the masculine. And Khalaif is used for masculine and feminine. Okay. Now it's interesting because the Quran, as I said, there are three iterations of when Khulafa is used in the Quran. Allah talks about it in Surah Al-A'raf when he's talking to Prophet Saleh in verse 69. He also uses it in verse 74 in the same chapter when he's talking to Prophet Hud. And then he uses it again in the 27th chapter, verse 62, where he's talking to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now it's interesting because if we look at this, right? Okay, so Allah says, and do you wonder that there have come that there has come to you a messenger from your Lord 
through a man of your own people to warn you, call in remembrance that may, he made you inheritors after the people of Noah, okay, after the people of Noah. So in each one of these instances now, with the use of khulafa, you have a prophet speaking to his people, and then presumably he's speaking to the male leaders of his people. Why? Because khulafa, again, is used when addressing a male group. So that's why you get also khulafa rashidun. Okay, the rightly guided successors, if you will, the four, okay, of Abu Bakr, Omar, um, Uthman, and Ali, radiallahu anhu, may God be pleased with all of them. And then in the third usage of it, the third plural, if you will, you have now God speaking directly to his creation. And that's where you get the word khala'if. Okay, so now you have in chapter six, in 165, you have God saying to you, it was he who has made you his agents, inheritors of the earth. In another verse, in chapter 10, uh, 14, you have also, And had made you heirs in the land after them, okay, to see how you would behave, to see how you would behave. So now, in the same chapter, 10, you have verse 73. Here again, God's saying that we have bestowed these bounties and blessings upon you, which is really interesting because that's what the four usage of khala'if is. So it's just, again, when I looked at this, I thought to myself, this is the beauty that when we, when we spend time in the Qur'an, that's why I said stewardship or Qur'anic journey. I didn't want to make an assumption of what it was and continue that assumption. And that's why I love kind of, you know, spending time and reading the tafasir on certain things. And there were many things that began to open up for me. One is, how do we stay consistent with the meanings that Allah has set forth inside of this Quran to this word and not kind of shift it to a way um, to be utilized that is only befitting to a usage that we see fit, if you will. So again, you have three usages of this, okay? You have the first one, which is the singular. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Almighty God, talking to, to a prophet or talking to the angels about a prophet. You have the second one, which is a prophet speaking to his nation and, or his leaders of his nation, and presumably they are male. And then the third iteration of it is Almighty God speaking directly to his creation and saying over and over again, we made you heirs in the land to see how you would behave. They rejected him, but we delivered him and those with him in the ark, and we made them inherit the earth, right? And the last one, he it is that has made you inheritors of the earth. So I understand now how that last iteration of the word uh, khala'if could be understood as, you know, stewards of the earth. But when you read the context of, of how it is used, it is not consistent um, with the fact that it is only for that purpose, and I thought that's something that was really beautiful, you know, of this month. Now, here's the thing that he has made you inheritors of the earth, but then there's a reason for it. And that reason that he may try you in the gifts that he gives you now. So now here we begin to understand some of the functions, the foundational functions of being a Khalifa of Almighty God. Because I think that before you can even be a steward of the earth, there are foundational functions that you must uphold, that God has set out what are they. And we'll speak about them when we get into, into session two, which will be the functions of a steward. So again, I wanted to give kind of an overview. I wanted to give an introduction. I wanted to kind of perhaps even take this in a way that the title may not 
make us think that we were moving in, but that's also what happened to me. And that's why I'm saying this is a journey, right? There are things that we may assume or we may think will happen prior to the start of the journey. Once you get into the journey, you be, things begin to unfold and you get new meanings and new understandings. So inshallah, as we mentioned in our next session, we'll talk about, you know, what are the functions of stewards? And then in the third session, we'll talk about the Quranic virtues that are found in stewards. So alhamdulillah, May Allah bless you in the remaining days of nights in Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to allow us to reap from the gifts and the benefits of this blessed month. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you for listening to the Zaytuna College Ramadan podcast. Help root Islamic scholarship in the soil of America by visiting zaytuna.edu forward slash support.